Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. For Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Turns out the quarterback wasn't even left-handed. What's up, everybody? Welcome in. Nuanas now. ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Appreciate you for spending some time with us here on this Tuesday. Happy Labor Day. Hope you had a great long weekend. <clears throat> Busy weekend for us, to be sure. Uh, I, I was in two places at once. I hit both the Grizz game and the Bobcat game. Took in two and a half quarters of the Grizz game live and listened to the rest of it. Uh, on my way out of town, thanks to Riley Corcoran for the great call. I uh, enjoyed listening to him on my way to Bozeman and then took in the uh, Gold Rush game there uh, at Bobcat Stadium. Both Montana and Montana State victorious in their opening weekends uh, to start the 2023 season. So we will get to all of that. Today, as a, on this Tuesday, is going to actually be our standard Monday show. Then all the stuff you're used to on Tuesdays, we're going to probably do most of that on Thursday. Wednesday show will be pretty much formulatic, uh, for, uh, the, the same formula as we've, we've had for uh, quite some time. But this is basically your Monday show, Montana Football Hour coming at you, plus the long-awaited return of the Monday afternoon quarterback, Coach Marty, Marty Mordaway, coming into studio with us to preview the NFL. We are less than a week away from the beginning of the NFL season, so ton of um, great football conversations uh, coming at you. Certainly was a busy weekend. I, I start the show making fun of myself. Uh, last week, I, I went to San Francisco, and uh, I did a thing. I uh, I got engaged, and I'm uh, incredibly happy about it, over the moon. She said yes, so that was the best news of the day and of the weekend of my life, pretty much. And uh, then I, I came in hot and got off the plane from San Fran, went straight to the Grizz press conference there on Monday, and uh, I was a little flustered. And I, uh, you know, did some sparring with, with Coach Bobby Houck, which is, you know, pretty standard for Monday press conferences. But I erroneously asked him about Butler's quarterback, Brett Bushka. I had done prep for, like, nine games of, of last weekend, and I got it mixed up. There was two big sky teams that play teams with left-handed quarterbacks. Neither of them was Montana. Brett Bushka certainly was not left-handed. He was right-handed. I mentioned this on the show last week, but it was a – it was a talking point throughout the weekend. Coach Al came in at the postgame press conference. He was certainly looking for me to give me some uh, some grief, which I expect. Uh, so I'm just I'm making fun of myself. We all make mistakes. Uh, I do take great pride in my preparation. I try to always be uh, the leader uh, in those press conferences. And uh, 
I haven't made a mistake like that in a long time. So I, I got to call myself out. I got to make fun of myself. Regardless, the uh, right-handed quarterback, Brent Bushka of the Butler Bulldogs, was good, and he had Butler in the game all the way until late in the third quarter. It was 21-20. The Grizz had uh, committed a couple uncharacteristic turnovers. Uh, even though they got off to a really fast start, they were having a hard time really putting anything together in the middle part of the game. But then Montana got back on track. Clifton McDowell comes into the game, the uh, the more mobile running of the two quarterbacks uh, for Montana, and he guides the way to two touchdown drives. Eli Gilman really good in the rushing game as well, the freshman running back from Minnesota. And Montana pulls away. A couple unanswered scores. They went 35-20 to over the non-scholarship Bulldogs of the Pioneer Football League. Then on uh, Saturday night, Montana State... They got a first down they didn't deserve. They went for it on fourth down, and Cleveland Thomas was out right by the sticks. The replay, to me, clearly showed that he was short. The refs gave him a first down, but then in an egregious makeup call about five minutes later, Sean Chambers was into the end zone, I thought it twice, but certainly once on the fourth down try from the goal line. The refs wave it off, so Utah Tech gets the ball back. A great uh, stop and a great moment for that Utah Tech I know hoped to build on. Not so fast, though. Then the Bobcats flipped the script really quickly. They forced a turnover, and then the uh, bulldozing commenced. Montana State rushes for 407 yards. They get contributions across the board. I mean, here's how good the Bobcat run game is. Lane Sumner's the starting running back for MSU. He sprayed his ankle three carries into the game, which, by the way, you got to just feel for the kid from Huntley Project, man. He's such a talented guy. When he's healthy, he's so awesome. He's just had such a hard time staying healthy throughout his Bobcat career. It's just it's disheartening for him and it's for fans of football because it doesn't really matter what side of the rivalry you're on. The kid's a uh, you know, Class B kid from Montana who's just electric. He's an awesome athlete, and I just really wish he could stay healthy. But Montana State's got plenty of guys uh, behind him. So Julius Davis, the transfer from Wisconsin, Comes in and scores a touchdown. Scott Trey Humphrey, a true freshman out of Seattle. He scores three touchdowns and goes for over 100 yards in his Bobcat debut. And Montana State, the run game, unstoppable again. Revamped offensive line uh, and a whole bunch of really impressive, uh, explosive plays. Jared White's 79-yard touchdown. Tommy Mallott had a couple long scrambles. Bobcat run game as advertised in Utah Tech. Falls in Bozeman. Uh, Montana State, a 63-20 to win. Uh, over Utah Tech, who, by the way, hosts the Grizzlies. So we're going to give you three big things about this game and share some sound from the post-game press conference for both Montana and Montana State throughout this Montana football hour. But here in about five minutes, Paul Peterson will join us. This is just the way that the schedule worked out. Coach Pete is the head coach of Utah Tech. They were in Bozeman last week, and they're playing Montana this week in St. George. So I figured a good guy to catch up on. He could talk to us about both these teams uh, as well as anybody. So he'll join us here uh, just a little bit. We also will have a high school update for you, all the high school scores and results and um, what it all means later on this week. I got Levi Weshi, the head coach of the Bozeman Hawks, coming on later on this week. We'll also hear from a variety of smaller school head coaches. Uh, Corvallis' head coach is going to join us at some point. Missoula Loyola head coach Todd Hughes will join us. We'll hear from all the Missoula coaches. So a ton of uh, high school coverage coming up for you a little later on. But we're just jammed up with one last day in the week here to get all the stuff in. So this is our Monday show here uh, on this Tuesday. You are listening to Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. You want to stream the show, you always can on the app or on the station website, 1029ESPN.com. If you want to be a part of the show, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. All guests join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. You can call or text that number at any time. After the Bobcat game, I got a chance to attend, uh, I guess, the post-wedding brunch for one of my great friends, uh, my buddy Roman Stubbs. People around Montana might remember the name. He was a, he is a sports writer, but he was a, a great sports writer for a variety of uh, newspapers in Montana. I worked with him at the Montana Cayman. He also did some work at the Bozeman Chronicle, at the Great Falls Tribune, and at the Missoulian. But he's since worked for the Washington Post for the last 10-plus years. 
And uh, so I don't get to see him hardly at all. He got married Saturday night. I missed it because I was working, but then I got to hang out with him in Livingston on Sunday. It was great to see him. Great to bounce ideas off of him. Great to hear everything he's got going on. So that was my best of the weekend, uh, just getting to see old friends. Plus, of course, the return of college football. So let's keep on rolling here on the Montana Football Hour. It's presented by Blackfoot Communications. Blackfoot Communications is installing fiber all over the state of Montana. If you want the best high-speed internet you can get anywhere, visit goblackfoot.com and see if there's fiber uh, in your area. Sounds like uh, we got somebody on the phone, and we do. It's Paul Peterson, a return guest here uh, on ESPN Radio. He's the head coach of the Utah Tech Trailblazers. They were in Bozeman on Saturday night, and now they're headed back home to St. George, and the Montana Grizzlies are coming to play them. So a guy that's uh, going to get a full dose of Montana here these next couple weeks. Uh, coach, thanks so much for joining us, man. How you doing? I'm doing awesome, man. Appreciate you guys having me on again. Of course, anytime, and I appreciate you uh, giving me some thoughts post game as well. I know uh, hard to do that right after the game, and uh, you know a lot of emotions and stuff like that. But take yeah, us through man, it. I'm sorry, dude. I was. I, was, uh, I want to apologize for that. I was a little fired up. <laughs> no, it's all. It's all good. I got exactly what I needed, man. It was. It was awesome. Okay, okay. Now I, I always appreciate any coach talking right after the game. It's. It's hard to gather your thoughts. So I really appreciate it, man. Uh, but let's talk about the what. What went down? Your team got off to a decent start with the goal line stand, and I thought you guys battled throughout the game. I'm, I'm impressed with your your fronts, especially your defensive fronts. Um, but just take us through it. I mean, a, a tall task, open it up with the number three team in the country on Saturday night in Bozeman. Those guys, that's a really good football team, man. They, um, you know, when you play a team like that, you can't, you can't um, have very many miscues. You know, I thought we started out well. There was, there were some really good plays early on too. You know, I, I showed our team, there's a couple, a couple times we got some TFLs and got them in some longer down and distances that, uh, you know, we feel comfortable with in the past game, but, you know, that quarterback did a really good job using his feet and converted on a, on a third and eight and in a third and 12 using his feet. And we had a couple of missed tackles there. So just some, you know, you always go into that first game with, with a lot of uh, excitement and expectations. And you kind of, you kind of really need that first game to see where you're at. And with a quality opponent like them, I don't think we performed like we needed to. And, 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 um, you know, I tip my hat to them. They were prepared and ready to go. And, Obviously, needed to stop the stop the run a little bit better, and, and also get off the field on third down. But um, you know, good good first game to get some stuff fixed. We got to get it fixed. Paul Peterson joining us, head coach of the Utah Tech Trailblazers. They played in Bozeman on Saturday night, and they'll host Montana this upcoming Saturday night. So plenty of Treasure State flavor there for uh, Utah Tech. Uh, you mentioned the run game, coach, and you know Montana State's run the ball as well as any team that's not like a triple option team that I've ever seen in college football. I mean, they're rushing for 300-plus yards per game over the, you know, just a small span. The last several years, it's been pretty impressive to watch. I think most people know that's what Montana State hangs their hat on, yet it's it's really, really hard to stop. What makes their run game just so dangerous? You know, I think their offensive line did a really good job. Their tight ends did as well. Their backs were patient. We felt like we had them heading up in some gaps. You know, they had that, that really long run later in the game. Um, we felt like we, we had the gaps plugged. He bounced it all the way back. Our defensive end got sucked down a little bit too far and really, really good run. We did, we, we missed some tackles there later on. Maybe I thought we should tackle them off later, but it was going to be a big run regardless. I think, you know, they're really patient with it too. We, you know, we stop them for a couple yards. They get into a third down a medium and all of a sudden they're running the naked or, or getting their quarterback using his feet and, 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 um, did some really good job. Uh, they did a really good job converting those third downs, you know, nine to 12 is really impressive. Um, but they get some good push up front, and like I said, they're patient with it, and and, and um, they got a good system for sure. What, what were some of the building blocks for your team? What, what were some of the things you liked about your team uh, that you can enforce, uh, reinforce positively moving into this week? You know, I thought I thought our guys, you know, look going back and looking at the film, they they they, they fought. I thought there was just a couple plays where we, you know, we had, we made some critical errors that, you, you, like I said earlier, you don't have room for error playing a really good football team. And obviously they didn't turn the ball over except for that little fourth down stand. And, um, you know, early we – it took us a minute to get going too. We had a couple three and outs, and, 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 but they're up 14 nothing or, or close to it. So um, that was a little bit, little bit frustrating, um, you know, having to play catch-up. So getting out of your game plan a little bit allowed them to tee off a little bit on us and – um, you know, we'd like to rush the ball a little bit better and, um, you know, playing catch-up, we felt like we needed to throw the ball. And um, You know, they got those those three interceptions, a couple of them, you know, we're just telling them to let that thing go, that, that deep one late by Kobe uh, Tracy. But, um, 
you know, you got you got to tip ball off the knee of our guy to get the interception, you know, early in the game and can't have those miscues. So I, I feel like our guys are in a good spot as far as responding well. We've had good good practice and. You know, now we're going to play a, a grid team that, that, that's very similar. They're going to watch that film and want to run the football on us, and we got to be able to stop it. Juan is now ESPN Radio. It's the Montana Football Hour presented by Blackfoot Communications. Paul Peterson, the head coach of Utah Tech, joining us live here on ESPN Radio. Recapping his team's game in Bozeman on Saturday night. Montana State, a 63-20 to win over Utah Tech. And also now about to preview the Utah Tech game as the Montana Grizzlies come to town. Uh, coach, I talked to... Ken Beezer, the Utah or the uh, Utah Tech athletic director, uh, earlier yeah. today, and and very interesting to just hear sort of his lens on Utah Tech's transition. I mean, for those that don't know, Dixie State was a junior college for a really long time, and then a D two school for uh, a little while, and then transitioned into Division one handful of years ago, and and now uh, going to be in the UAS and uh, the UAC, excuse me, and, and uh, it's just been an exciting time there uh, in St. George. But now you have this awesome opportunity with one of the most storied programs uh, in the history of FCS football coming to town in Montana. So uh, what sort of moment is this, Coach, for uh, Utah Tech football? No, I, I, I think it's awesome. You touched on some things. This has been really fun to be a part of. You know, as, as the first year I was here, it was our last year Division Two, and then seeing us go through this transition and uh, ha- has been exciting. You know, when I when I played, I played at a little junior college, Snow College, and we, we played here. And so... Um, not too long ago, making this a four-year, and then having this chance to be able to play, you know, like you said, a storied program, and in Montana State and Montana, both perennial playoff contenders, and with a ton of history. And uh, Coach Hauk, uh, we we go back a long ways, and um, does a really good job having come back this second time, and he gets his guys playing right. I think, you know, tip the hat to, to Montana football. I think the core of both these rosters are Montana kids that are just flipping tough football players, and. And know how to play, and they're going to play a tough brand of football. Um, we're excited about this transition. We're excited to bring a really good team. I think Montana is going to travel well, and, and I think uh, uh, you know tailgate well, and that, that'll add some value to our, our fan experience as well. Having having good fans come and travel, um, so we're, we're we're just excited to have a good home opener, and after a tough loss, and see if we can't get some stuff cleaned up. Where does this one rank in terms of home games since you've been there at, at uh, Utah Tech? Oh man, it's it's, it's got to be up there. Yeah, we we hosted our first year being able to play Division One. We hosted Weber State. And I think yeah. we sold the place out and had you know good good in state in state rivalry and SU game. Those those are the in state ones are fun. I mean, it's just like uh, Montana State Montana games. You know, we get a, a good turnout. But um, as far as having a, a, a playoff contender and a, and a ranked team, this is this will be fun for our guys and, and and a really good challenge that we're looking forward to. Paul Peterson, head coach of Utah Tech. Joining us here on the Rangish Brothers RV phone line, his squad hosts Montana on Saturday evening. You mentioned having a lot of familiarity with Bobby Houck. Uh, when, when, I know there's only one fil- game film to review so far, uh, but did, what, what you saw with Montana and Butler, uh, is that indicative of a Bobby Houck team? Did that look like the Coach Houck teams that uh, you're familiar with? Yeah, I think so. He's gonna, you know, we played them two was it two seasons ago there and. I think we gave him we gave him heck for a half. I think it was three nothing going into half, but they they ran a fake field goal. I think they ran a fake punt. You know, they had a couple trickeration plays last week. I, you know, Butler watching the film um, hung in there and made some made some plays, made some catches, and 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 um, you know you, you can tell uh, Montana on film that they really really feed off the energy of the crowd and and had some big plays, big plays early and and kind of you know. Butler kind of hung around a little bit, um, but um, you know you're going to have a defense that's going to attack and, and get after the quarterback and, and be really aggressive, and, and then an offense. You know, looking at this dual quarterback thing, seeing who's going to be the guy. It looks like um, they're going to play a couple guys. It looks like, but um, once that offense gets clicking, I know it's, it's uh, they like they like staying on top and putting the foot to the pedal. So um, you know, cross Bobby Bobby's path. I think we played. UNLV a few years back when I was at SUU and keeping in touch with him. I know he's a, he's a great human and, and a really good fit for, for Montana football. When it comes to the Grizz defense, they, they love to bring so much pressure and uh, they do it in sort of an unorthodox way, but man, do they bring it uh, down in and down out. How do you yeah. go about preparing for a style like that? No, they're, they're really aggressive. You know, you got to keep them on their heels a little bit when, when you're bringing guys like that. There's going to be some windows and and there's going to be some matchups, and we got to take advantage of both those. And 
and get get bodies on on, on the right guys and make sure we're identifying the front correctly and uh, making sure our, our front five and our back are on the on the guys that need to be there. And um, you know we like we like spreading the ball out and, and sideline to sideline, end zone to end zone. And so they, we're going to try and make them run around a little bit and cover that. Uh, but really important to keep our quarterback clean and and be able to set his feet and play catch out there. Well, I, I'm coming down to St. George for the first time. I've been to Cedar City a couple times from when Southern Utah used to be in the Big Sky Conference, but I've never actually been to St. George. So give me a, just one wreck. I'm only going to be there for a day and a half. So what's one thing i got to see or do while I'm in St. George leading up to the game? Well, first of all, I want to, I want to apologize to all Utahns that you went to the worst city in Utah, in Cedar City. So <laughs> <was> a, <laughs> the rivalry runs we, deep, baby. Yeah, we, we hate those guys. But anyway, we... we um, Shoot, you'll, you'll see this red rock. You got Zion Canyon not too far away. That'd be a cool, cool little hike for you to go hike the Narrows or something. Take a look at that. It's it's a special place. We got people from all over the world that, that go there. Um, we got also lots of red rock hikes just right here in town. But if you enjoy golf, and this is a place you can golf maybe ten months out of the year. Um, but uh, you know, it's it's really really similar um, climate to Las Vegas. We're in the in the in the desert, a little bit higher than them, and but um, we're a little bit a little bit cooler. But it gets pretty hot here in the summertime, and and um, I'm hoping you guys get cool weather up there so we can we can uh, we can scorch you a little bit with this weather here here on Saturday night. Well, I heard it's going to be in the 90s even with the evening kick. So the uh, the Montana boys are yeah. certainly going to be uh, feeling the heat a little bit. You guys are probably used to that by now, though, right? Yeah, we freaking love it, dude. <laughs> I bet. Well, Peterson, head coach uh, of Utah Tech. Last thing for you, then, coach. Uh, Keys for you guys Saturday night with the Grizz coming to town. Yeah, I, I mean we're just more focused on the fundamentals, some of those things that we we messed up last week, and making sure we block better and tackle better. And and um, you know you can't, again a really good team. You can't give anybody, no matter who you're playing, anything. You know I felt like we we maybe maybe gave uh, Montana State a couple plays there that we wish we had back. And you know they like I said they did a good job and, and they're coached very well. But um, but uh, we got we got to make sure that we. Uh, minimize those mistakes. I think we jumped offside four times at Montana State, so, so hopefully we have that advantage here where that doesn't happen. Um, but it's um, going to be a really good atmosphere for us to just stay focused and, and do our 111th and, and um, play a really good team and, and make them earn it. Appreciate it, Coach. We'll see you on Saturday, but thanks for taking some time. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Go Trailblazers. There you go, Paul Peterson, head coach of Utah Tech. Back-to-back weeks. Appreciate it, Coach Pete, for joining us. Uh, it's just interesting being able to bookend it with Montana State and Montana to open your season. So I thought he'd be good perspective here on the Montana Football Hour. It's our first look presented by Town Pump. Town Pump, keeping us fueled up all season long. Brawl of the Wild by the Mile is back for yet another year. We'll be giving you a chance to win a $50 gift card courtesy of Town Pump a little later on uh, in the week. The Montana Football Hour is presented by Blackfoot Communications the official digital sponsor of both Grizz Athletics and Bobcat Sports. More, including three big things about both the Grizz and the Bobcat victories to open the 2023 season. Nuanas Now rolls on right after this. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days, and that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschulteilaw.com. It was good being back at both Washington Grizzly Stadium and Bobcat Stadium this weekend, but I also was... Feeling a little bit like I was left out. No Dave Matthews band for me at the Gorge this year. But, you know, life goes on. 
We, we all got jobs. We all got to go to work. So <laughs> I can't complain. Mine's pretty fun. I get to go to college football games for my job. So uh, no complaining here. But if anybody and everybody that went to the Gorge, I hope you had a great time. Hope you stayed safe, stayed cool. Always one of the great weekends uh, in the Northwest. Labor Dave over Labor Day, always. Welcome back to what is now. ESPN Radio, this is the Montana Football Hour presented by Blackfoot Communications. Let's do three big things about the Grizz, three big things about the Bobcats. Also bring Andrew Houghton in a little bit uh, as he was at the Grizz game from stem to stern. I was at the first half and a little bit of change uh, of the Grizz game and then uh, listened to the rest of it on the radio. Great call uh, by Riley Corcoran. Appreciate him for all of his great talents and great execution. It was fun listening to him, though, on the way over the mountain. Um, thought the, we'll start with the Grizz. That was the game that kicked off first. The Grizz started the game in outstanding fashion. Junior Bergen scored a super long touchdown on a catch and run, broke a tackle, a highlight uh, for sure. And uh, you're thinking, wow, Montana, explosive, getting the ball in their playmaker's hands. Everything that we've talked about they needed to do, they did it on that opening drive, and, and boom, seven points real quick. Then the defense swarms and forces a fumble, and, and they get the ball down there close to the goal line again in business. But then Butler bows up a little bit. Montana only got three points out of the uh, that that, that uh, fumble recovery. Butler then forces a couple turnovers. They only get three points out of each of those, though. Montana goes up in comfortable lead, twenty-one to six at halftime. But then Butler comes back and scores two straight touchdowns to cut the lead to twenty-one twenty. Montana then transitions and brings in Clifton McDowell at quarterback. Bobby Houck told our Andrew Houghton in the post game that that was. The plan all along, regardless of if San Villac had thrown two picks or not, that they were going to go with the uh, the more mobile of their two-headed uh, monster there at quarterback. And I actually believe Bobby Houck. I do think that was the strategy. Show some stuff early, uh, then fill them out for the middle, and then lay the hammer, run the ball late. And uh, that's exactly what they did. Grizz rushed for 230 yards. They, had, they actually had a... a, a a play of negative 27 yards that was, I think it was an intentional grounding or something that counts towards negative rushing yards. So Montana well up over 250. Uh, Eli Gilman, the star of the day uh, in the run game, he had 119 yards and a touchdown. Clifton McDowell added 80 yards and a touchdown. And uh, Butler had Montana on upset alert. Make no doubt about it. But Butler was absolutely in the game and proving they belonged on the same field as the Grizz until late in the third quarter. But I thought it was a great finish by Montana to sort of finish it off and uh, and move to 1-0. So I thought the start, the finish was great. The middle leaves something to be desired. But Bobby Houck's teams, their, their, most, their success comes most when they build momentum throughout the arc of a season. So getting 1-0 means you have an opportunity to go 2-0. Here's what Coach Houck had to say after his team's 35-20 victory over Butler. It's good to be 1-0. Um, Butler came in here and fought hard. I thought they were well prepared. I think they do a really nice job coaching those guys. They tackle. Uh, the uh, They were ready for our stuff. I, th- I thought they were well prepared. And so they uh, they came in and played their tails off and have a lot of respect for them. Um, also have respect for our guys being uh, above it uh, at times today and, and just... Uh, going and getting it. No, it's now Montana Football Hour presented by Blackfoot Communications. Visit goblackfoot.com to see how Blackfoot can help you and your small business. Uh, Andrew Houghton was at the game on Saturday from stem to stern, and I thought your game story was great. I thought you really uh, put it into perspective just how funny it is for Montana to open at home against a team that they're supposed to drill. Because, first of all, I mean, Grizz fans are as passionate, but also sometimes as critical as any fan base in all of college football and sometimes I don't really know what's good enough for Grizz fans. Uh, I think a lot of people were expecting this to be like a, a 63-0 to zero route or something. And a couple of things there. First, Butler came in and showed Montana a bunch of stuff they didn't expect. Bobby Houck talked about that in the press conference. We'll get to that a little later on. Two, Brett Bushka's the real deal. He's an awesome quarterback. Uh, and, and also, Montana has a whole bunch of guys that were playing elevated roles for the first time. So, um you know, a win's a win. I think there's certainly things that can be cleaned up. I think there's certain areas to improve. My number two big thing was the offensive line still, I think, needs to exert its dominance more consistently. I thought they were good down the stretch, but they need to do that right out the gates. Um, 
and adjust on the fly to the different fronts teams are showing them. Uh, but all in all, it's just so funny because it seems like it's really hard to satisfy what the expectation is. I think people thought non-scholarship. I mean, the Grizz were 38.5-point favorites coming into this game. I thought that would be impossible for Montana to cover only because you have to win like 42-0 to zero to actually cover that spread. So regardless, uh, your thoughts just on uh, the afternoon in uh, Missoula. Yeah, it's really interesting. Like you said, uh, just the... Everything that goes into a game like that, I thought that that the Grizz did a really good job in the second half. You know, a couple days after it, I'm feeling a lot better about the Grizz offensive line, just going back and thinking about it, because exactly like Bobby Houck said, right, you wear on people. That's right. You start to grind them down, and the Grizz offensive line really did exert their dominance. It just took them two quarters to do it. The nuance there, too, that's worth noting is the Grizz run a, a, a zone blocking scheme. It's a very NFL-type blocking scheme. It's very reminiscent of like the late 90s Broncos or uh, several versions of the San Francisco 49ers. Um, the, the Philadelphia Eagles run a very zone-oriented scheme right now. But the feeling out process of what the other team is doing with their fronts, that's sometimes uh, exactly that, a feeling out process early on. And then you make the adjustments. You know where you need to work in tandem, and then you start blowing teams off the ball. That's why I, I agree I'm going to judge this team more based on their second-half rushing performances. And Coach Houck talked about exactly that in the postgame. He said exactly that in the press game. It's also in the postgame. It's going to be also be something to watch. You know, what happens when they do play a team that has a little bit of depth on the defensive line, a little bit of depth in the front seven, that can rotate guys in and out a little bit more and not get so worn down in the second half? You know, I think a lot of things... just just feel the same about this Montana team, right? And part of that is... Still, some questions about the offense about the offensive line that we still don't think the offensive line is as dominant as it possibly could be. And of course, what's the best way to attack the Montana defense? We've been saying it for years: having a quarterback who can stand into the face of the rush. That's right, and is brave enough and tough enough to exploit those mis- those mismatches downfield. I mean, the Butler guys made a bunch of contested catches. For sure. That's that's the weakness of the Grizz corners and the weakness of the Grizz secondary, and we saw a ton of that. Well, it's like Bobby Houck said in the postgame as well, and, and you can find the full postgame, SkylineSportsMT.com, if you want to watch the whole video. Like, like Coach Houck said, uh, a perfectly thrown back shoulder ball with a high-pointed catch is going to beat good coverage every time. That's right. Half the time, the college quarterbacks just can't make that throw, especially when they're getting crushed by multiple Grizz guys that are blitzing in their face. Uh, But if the guy can step up and make the throw, that is a place where you can make it. But also, uh, I think that, you know, Trevin Gradney, I thought the the, uh, new starting cornerback for the Grizz opposite Corbin Walker, I thought he was swimming a little bit in the first half. I thought Ronald Jackson was swimming a little bit in the first half as well. Jackson was better in the second half. Gradney was lights out in the second half. He had the interception that really turned the tables. When the Grizz went score, Trevin Gradney pick, score again, then the game was kind of over. Yeah, that was a huge momentum shifting play. Gradney had at least one other really good pass breakup on a deep ball in the second half that I thought was going to be uh, his second interception, which would have been quite the uh, the introduction there at Washington Grizzly Stadium. But I thought he played a lot better in the second half. So it just there was a lot that felt the same to me. And the other thing that I was going to mention is sort of the inconsistency on offense, right? Yeah. They looked lights out. They look like, you know, they look like Art Bryles Baylor on the first drive because you, you get Junior Bergen in one-on-one over the middle of the field with nobody else between the hashes. He's one-on-one with the defender. It's a simple throw for Sam Vidlak, and Junior Bergen's going to win that matchup every time. And then for the next three, four drives with Sam Vidlak in there, you're like, Man, why can't they get that isolation again? Why yeah. aren't they going back to that? Why aren't they forcing Butler out of their schemes by just making them terrified of Junior Bergen catching the ball? It's so interesting to me because the Grizz are always so well prepared, and the opening offensive script is almost always so good. And then when the script goes away, then they they sort of don't do anything in the second quarter. And then in their ideal situations, then they roll in the second half, but then sometimes they don't have any momentum in the second half. But it is. It's interesting to see sort of the 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 lack of – I guess I don't know why they don't just go pedal the metal. They have better athletes than pretty much every team they're going to play when it comes to their offensive skill guys. I would just go 
bonkers with those guys. Just give them all isolated mismatches and just go as fast as I possibly can. Yeah, it seems at times that, like, the goal of the offense or, like, what the goal of a play is is to, like, get Aaron Fonts to catch, like, a 10-yard hitch route coming back on the sideline, which is fine. But that shouldn't be the be-all and end-all of your right. offense. There are other things that you can do with Aaron Fonts and Junior Bergen, and it just feels like... Have Ryan Simpson catch the hitch. Right. Get Aaron Fonts in a one-on-one. He's a, one of the fastest guys and in the country. And have that be your third yeah. read on the play or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. You want to say ESPN Radio, it's the Montana Football Hour. Andrew Houghton chiming in. Uh, I gave you two big things about the Grizz. Here's a couple big things about the Bobcats. Somehow, someway, the offensive line and the run game looked better. I know Utah Tech is an overmatched opponent, to be sure. Well, Montana State's offensive line looks way bigger. Part of that's because Connor Moore's in the starting lineup now. He's a 6'5", 310-pound redshirt freshman that looks the part all day long. Another part of it is that they got Marcus Weir in the lineup uh, once again. He's 6'4", 296 at that right tackle spot. Moore's emergence allows Rush Reimer to bump to left guard. So even with JT, and Reimer, by the way, is 6'5", 305. And uh, even with JT Reed, they're all big sky guard on the shelf. On Saturday, uh, they still were able to roll out uh, to the tune of 407 yards on the ground. Late, how deep is the Bobcat running back court? Well, their starter got hurt on the third play of the game, and they still rushed for 407. Uh, Julius Davis showed great flashes. Uh, their transfer from Wisconsin. Scott Trey Humphrey stole the show. He was a true freshman out of Seattle who had 114 yards and three touchdowns. And that Jared White was also a star in this game. He scored a 79-yard touchdown run and also caught a 47-yard touchdown pass. Here's Brent Vegan on the offensive line and the run game. It's evident that they can both go, you know, and, and I think they're both powerful guys. Um, now, did they see everything perfectly? You know, I think we'll look at the film. There's maybe some of those things. But uh, they got a chance to break some, break some things wide open. They're hard to tackle. Um, I think those two... You know, we'll complement each other. Um, we'll have to see, you know, exactly where things are at with Lane. Uh, that was a pretty quick exit for him, um, unfortunately. And then, uh, you know, beyond that, you know, Jared White um, catching the ball. I mean, he, he made some explosive plays tonight. Elijah got his opportunity, did real well. So, you know, really pleased with that group. Uh, the offensive line seemed like they, they were pretty strong today. What did you just kind of think overall from them? Yeah, I think we have a good group, um, you know, in – I think Utah Tech's got some good players too, and they did some things. And we had some, we had some negative plays here and there. Um, but it seemed like you know, anytime we had a negative play, we were able to to make a play, you know, because uh, it wasn't just this methodical thing. I and mean, we were back and forth a little bit. Obviously, not scoring that first drive when we were down there was disappointing, uh, very disappointing. We got to be able to cash in there. But yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm I'm certain our offensive line. Um, did some really good things today, you know, with some guys in some different spots and, um, you know, anxious to look at the tape and, you know, continue to find ways to get better. Um, you know, I thought we communicated well, you know, and having Coach Johnson, I think he did a, he's done a really good job uh, coming in and, and laying down, uh, you know, his thoughts, his philosophy, um, and those, those guys have really worked well with him. And, you know, we're uh, offensively, I mean, that's where it starts for us. I don't think there's any secret about that. And, you know, I think that group played well and when I need to keep playing well. Brent Vegan following his team's 63-20 to win over Utah Tech. Specifically asked about Julius Davis and Scott Trey Humphrey, but then got into all the rest of the running backs there uh, as well. So my first big thing about the Cats, somehow the offensive line of the run game looks like it could be as good or even better. The defense, I think, still gives up too many big plays. Later on this week in the Big Sky Breakdown, uh, Mike Ryder, former uh, secondary coach for the Cats, he's going to be a contributor on the Big Sky Breakdown this season, so excited to have Mikey. Uh, He was an all-Big Sky DB himself as well, so excited to have his football acumen uh, on the Big Sky Breakdown. So stay tuned. He breaks down a little bit of why he thinks the Bobcats are sort of prone to giving up big plays. And then my third big thing about the Cats, we'll get back to this here in just a second, is I think they're as confident as they've ever been as they now turn the page and make the trip to what could be the regular season game of the year, at least in the non-conference. Third-ranked MSU plays at number one and defending champion South Dakota State uh, on Saturday. The Montana Football Hour presented by Blackfoot Communications. Uh, my third big thing about the Grizz, I predicted this, and it wasn't that it was predicted. I just could kind of see it during fall camp. But I thought the run fits for the Grizz would be a little bit different. They've been doing this scheme where they sort of part the C's and then the inside linebackers and the strong safety are the ones that are going to make all the tackles. That's how you had guys like Dante Olson and Jace Lewis 
uh, and Robbie Houck pile up the, the, the gaudy tackle numbers that they did. Well, now they're doing a little bit more traditional run fit, and you saw the tackles spread out a lot more uh, for the Grizz defense on Saturday, including a guy who led Montana in tackles. Ryder Meyer, kid out of Fairfield, Montana, who joined us when he first got recruited to the Grizz. Cool to see a Class B kid rising up and doing his thing. Here's Ryder Meyer following the game on Saturday. Ryder, what's it like kind of getting out there? You've you know, kind of waited your turn, and then to, to get out there and play the reps you did, you know, how much fun was that? Well, playing in this defense has been great. Um, you know, uh, we've had a loaded safety group ever since I've been here. So I've had a great opportunity to learn from guys like, like Josh, learn from guys like Robbie. And then the safety room we have now is are just awesome dudes I love playing with. And so, you know, playing with them out on the field, um, every time someone makes makes a play, we're excited for one another. And that's, that's what makes playing in this defense so fun is that everyone cares about one another and someone makes a play, everyone's going to be excited, excited for them. How do you feel you guys... Did today, and I mean, you guys were there in perfect position a couple times, and they came down with some uh, some crazy catches. Uh, how did you assess the way the defense played? Um, there's always going to be things to correct, um, and the coaches will get that figured out for us on Monday, and then um, we'll be ready to go for for Utah Tech. Were you on the field on for when Nash had that hit? I was. I was very excited for Nash. Um, he's a he's a physical player, and I saw him coming downhill, and I was kind of hoping that was that was going to be the, the outcome. That was the uh, the highlight of the game defensively. Junior Bergens touched down the highlight of the game offensively, but Nash Fouch lowering the boom, and uh, it wasn't just a big and violent hit. It was a clean hit, too. He absolutely cut the Butler uh, offensive player in half. It was textbook. He, that's, that's how you should teach people how to tackle. I don't know if anybody can do it with that authority, but I shouldn't say anybody, but everybody cannot do it with that authority. Uh, but, I mean, Andrew, that was uh, that was definitely the probably the moment of the game for the Grizz defense. That That's... That and the Gradney pick in the second half, I think, are what sort of sealed Butler's fate. Oh, shocking hit from Nash Fouch. Yeah, it was, it was something to watch because you almost don't believe it when you see it with your own eyes, right? Like, did he just come up that fast and hit that guy that hard? And you immediately want to see a replay. And it's like, you know, the Butler coach talked about it in the post game. Uh, Mike Aremovich, right? Yep. Uh, he, he's like, yeah, you know, we were trying to get to the edge because we know that they have the horses in the front seven. We knew it was going to be tough to run up the middle. We thought our best chance was going to be to spread them out and, and get to the edge, run some sweeps, run some screen, run, run some screens. Uh, and I think, you know, Nash Fouch put a stop to that pretty quickly or uh, laid bare the futility of that plan. It, it was a great hit. My third big thing about the Cats, as I mentioned, is that they're as confident as I've ever seen a Bobcat team in my now 12 seasons covering them uh, up close and personal. And I think that comes from a lot of different things. I think it comes from the philosophies within their program, which stem from their head coach, Brent Vegan, as well as their strength coach, Sean Heron. And I also think it just comes from the talent and the veteran leadership that they have in the locker room as well. And now they get... Yet another test. Third time in 18 games they'll take on South Dakota State. And the Jackrabbits are loaded. They got pretty much everybody back from the national championship team last year. This is Brent Vegan postgame. We'll also share some stuff later on in the week about from this week about uh, leading up to this SDSU matchup. But here's his initial reactions. First, on the confidence of his team and on the trip to Brookings, South Dakota. You know, we talk about all the time, I mean, the, any flow of the game is not going to go exactly how you want it. How do you respond? You know, uh, uh, good play, next play, bad play, next play, um, disappointing end to that drive. Okay, we got to regroup and, and, and go get it the next next uh, drive. So, you know, I think our guys, um, that whole philosophy fits in with, with what we've been working on all all year. You know, how do we respond? Um, what do we control? Uh, and... You know, uh, appreciate the guys, you know, not letting that uh, bring us down. Like I said, bad play, next play, dig in and, and make some plays. And, and you know, um, that's a team that threw for over 300 yards a game last year. So they're going to they're gonna hit some. I, obviously, we got to correct what, uh, what went wrong on the play that's the hit behind us. But I do feel like, you know, um, our guys don't panic. And that's... Uh, they believe in one another. They, you don't panic. You you know you you move on and, and you got a chance. And, and that's that's a small little example of, of I think how we want our guys to approach things. Looking ahead now to the one of the biggest games of the season and next week, how do you guys switch gears? 
you know, uh, enjoy the win tonight. Um, get in the training room tomorrow. Start start our plan for for South Dakota State. Um, you know, obviously we got the recent history of the game. Um, we each have a game under our belt this week. You know, so you, you go back and uh, in, 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 you know, to some degree, you dust off what you really liked uh, in that game in December. Um, you look at that game and the things that you know didn't play play so well, play out so well, but. I, you know, our guys are, are going to be ready to play, but it's it's Sunday tomorrow. It's not Saturday, so we gotta we gotta go through the week and and you know um, really get a, a good plan put together and um, you know get on a plane on Friday and, and go go there with an intent to to put our best foot forward. Um, period, I guess, and and that's you know there's a process that goes into that. Two of the biggest stars of Saturday's season openers for both Montana and Montana State. A pair of freshman running backs. We'll hear from each of them. Eli Gilman of Montana, Scottry Humphrey of Montana State. Next, the Montana Football Hour, presented by Blackfoot Communications. Back right after this. I know some people don't like Dave Matthews Band. I know why you don't, too. I get it. There's a whole bunch of Dave Matthews Band songs that, that play on the radio all across the country, all across the world, that I don't like at all, that I would never choose to listen to. But the good stuff from Dave Matthews Band is just so good, and I would encourage you to just listen to their albums because they're just... The songwriting, well, first of all, it's so prolific. If you write that many songs, you're bound to have a bad one every once in a while. They also write some stuff that's catered to, you know, making them radio famous. I get it. But, man, like, that song right there is so good. The lyrics, the message is so beautiful. It's just all about loving each other, walking through life together. New Orleans Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. It's the Montana Football Hour. It's presented by Blackfoot Communications. You need help setting up your network at your small business, Blackfoot Communications has a whole department dedicated exactly to that. Visit goblackfoot.com backslash business to see how Blackfoot can help you and your small business grow. A couple of the stars for the Grizz and the Cats on Saturday were a couple of freshman running backs. I proclaimed back in July that I thought Eli Gilman was going to be the breakout star for the Grizz offense. Well, he's out to a pretty good start. 119 yards rushing and a touchdown uh, in his Grizz debut. Scott Trey Humphrey, he goes for 114 and three TDs. He's the National Freshman of the Week in the FCS. Pretty darn good debuts for those two young men. Here's Eli Gilman, former, former Minnesota Player of the Year, who had a breakout game for the Grizz on Saturday. It was exciting. Uh, I love going out there playing football with my guys. And uh, we've been talking about all week how we got to dominate the run game. And the O-line does theirs, I better do mine too. So, What was the flow of the game like for you? Because you know, it just seemed like you got comfortable as the game was going on. Did you notice that? Or how was what was your game experience like today? Uh, we just kept pounding the ball um, like we know how to. And it wears on teams. And we're going to keep going and going and going until they can't stop us anymore. Eli, in that first half, you guys had that series where two touchdowns were called back. How does an offense stay composed in that situation to come through and score a touchdown? We just rely on a discipline and technique to keep us going. And as long as we do our job, we'll keep scoring. Then when Clifton came in in the second half and added that plus one run element, how did that help you guys as running backs? I expanded, expanded the run game, too, when the defense got worried about two runners instead of just one. So he did a nice job doing his part, too. That'll be a nice package for Montana moving forward. A big shout-out to Shine Auto Detailing. They were just awarded Best Detail Shop in Missoula again. It's no surprise, Shine has over 225-star reviews. That's actually more reviews than all the other detail shops combined. They're celebrating by giving the next three callers a $50 gift card. You want a great experience with car detailing? Call Shine Auto Detailing right now, 406-207-3599. That's 406 207 3599 and get your $50 gift card right now. Shine Auto Detailing. Call now, 207-3599. Brent Vegan mentioned early on in fall camp that he expected Scott Trey Humphrey to, to threaten for a spot in the running back rotation at MSU. I thought, wow, this kid must be pretty good if he's going to uh, challenge for a spot in a running back room that also includes a Wisconsin transfer in Julius Davis, a guy who's lightning in a bottle when he's healthy in Lane Sumner, and also a senior a guy like Elijah Elliott, who's rushed for over 100 yards in some big games, had 160 yards against the Grizz last year, and on down the line. Garrett Kuhn is back. Jared White is back. 
So this freshman must be pretty talented. Well, <laughs> he looked pretty talented on Saturday. Scott Terry Humphrey, 114 yards and three touchdowns, the SCS National Freshman of the Week. Here's the Rainier Beach High School product, Seattle, Washington native, here on the Montana Football Hour. It's just, I mean, how would you explain your emotions having three touchdowns in your first game and being gold rushed? I mean, I was highly excited, man. It was it's a pleasure, you know. Uh, off the line, man. Blocks so good, man. I just ran through the holes, man. I got lucky, you know. I would put in my hard work, but I got to give all credit to my office line, man. They blocked perfectly. The holes was there. I just ran through your third touchdown, you rolled into the end zone and then got to sort of let the student section see it. I mean, pretty cool moment for you. What's going through your head at that time? I was, just like, I was like, man, I got another touchdown, man. Uh, it's pretty crazy, but, I mean, I was trying to get the crowd hype, man, trying to get everybody involved. You know, it was a big moment, gold rush. I love the game, man. The first run you had early, um, you didn't quite score, but you walked in the end zone afterwards and kind of, you know, basically said Phoebe, but there was, was there something you felt or you saw that you just wanted to touch the ball more? I mean, no, I, I think we all, we have a good rotation at yeah, running back, in the running back room. I feel like we all run the ball game, so I feel like anybody could be number one. Yeah, I just, it was a good celebration. I, one, of our, one of the running backs back home th- did it, so I just kind of took it around. Uh, this kind of goes off his question, but you threw up a peace sign too in the second one. I guess you're just going through all your celebrations. <laughs> but I guess where do you get where do you get that edge from that chip on your shoulder? Uh, I don't know. Apart from my dad, I mean, he's a hard worker himself. So I mean, when we do get try to celebrate, try to get happy. So it's a great moment, you know. Hard work, you know. my hard work, paid in the office. It's great. There you go, Scatray Humphrey. First time we've heard from that young man here on the Montana Football Hour on Nuanas Now. First one of the season in the Bucks. Appreciate Blackfoot Communications for all their support of all the various things we got going on here at ESPN Radio, as well as at Skyline Sports. And we appreciate all those fine contributors. Thanks to Andrew for chiming in. Thanks to all the people that appeared at the press conferences. And thanks so much to you for listening. Don't worry, though. We're only one hour in. We got another hour coming right at you. Montana Football Hour in the Bucks. Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. The season debut right around the corner. Don't change that dial. Marty Mordaway in the house. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.